This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Not to uh, dismiss our friends in Miami, but we're going to completely gloss over this game against the Heat tonight (laughs) and start to look at this game against the Sixers as the Philadelphia 76ers come to town this weekend to take on the Bucks. Chuck and Winkler here on The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, in for Chuck Freeman. So, again, Bucks heat tonight, but forget that. Whatever. We want to talk about the Sixers, the big national televised game coming up this Sunday. And we're going to lean on our friends at The Athletic to do that. Eric Name yeah. covers the Bucks. He will join us in a half hour, as he does every Friday. But we're going to go out to Philly right now, talk to Rich Hoffman, Sixers beat writer with The Athletic for them. Rich, thanks for a couple minutes. How are you doing today? I'm great, guys. How are you? Good. So with these, I, I look at it as the four teams at the top of the East. You've got the Bucks, Toronto, Boston, and the Sixers, and the Pacers are trying to stay in there too. But when it comes to what everybody wants to see in the semifinals, they want to see those four teams. With the Sixers, from afar it's been, they may have the best starting lineup of any of these teams, but then when it comes to the depth, that's where you can really exploit them. Is the depth as big of a concern as I guess a Bucks fan like me would want it to be for the Sixers? Yeah, it's certainly a problem. Um, they, I mean, we, we were just kind of talking about it uh, yesterday here in Philly. Just They don't have many players off their bench who you can rely on. And I think that matters probably a little bit less in the playoffs when you extend your starters minutes and you know, you play your best players upwards of 40 minutes. But yeah, like compared to the Bucks and, and the Raptors and even the Celtics, the Sixers, once you get past that really talented starting lineup, it gets a lot dicier than those other teams. It's interesting to see, too, that, you know, speaking of this from a Wisconsin standpoint, all of the different Wisconsin connections that are on this roster. I mean, J.J. Redick was here for a minute. Tobias Harris was here in a different era of the franchise. Jimmy Butler was traded for each other. That's right. That's right. And a college player, Jimmy Butler. But those are, I mean, that's 60% of the guys you're talking about right there. And and even casual fans in Wisconsin will know those guys, which is is kind of a cool thing. So uh, the connection is very interesting to me, all of the the Wisconsin – base connections. But I guess Harris is the most interesting thing to me because people here thought Harris had a lot of a lot of talent. They were a little upset when he was traded, but I don't know if anybody thought Harris would be the guy that he's been in Philly. Has that been a surprise? Uh, yes and no. I, I think there was a, a lot of excitement because he is the last guy who got traded here. And I think once the Sixers acquired him, people thought, oh wow, this starting five is the chance to be really good. And you know, take advantage of a lot of mismatches, and he's kind of the final piece. But, yeah, you know, he's had an interesting career. Like you said, he, you know, was somebody I remember when Bucks fans weren't happy that he was traded to uh, to Orlando and that J.J. deal. But he's been traded a couple other times since then. So it, it's been 
been kind of a strange career, and the, to be honest, the Clippers really haven't missed a beat since since dealing him either. But yeah, I as far as what the Sixers have gotten from him, I mean, he's played really well. He shot the ball really well. He seems like a really good guy too. Like, just seems like somebody who has fit in with with all of his teammates and is interesting and seems to have other interests off the court. He is. Uh, I think he's going to be somebody they're they're going to really look to resign this summer. He is an unrestricted free agent. And they really want him back. Bucks Sixers on Sunday again. ABC. The Bucks have a regular season game on ABC, which is not familiar for us typically around here. As we talk to Rich Hoffman, who covers the Sixers for the Athletic, Rich underscore Hoffman on Twitter. One F two ends on Hoffman. As far as uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, again when you look at this team from afar, you think. I mean, the the normal talking points are, ah, they don't have enough depth, and Jimmy Butler's going to self-destruct the team. And and I saw, you know, this hot take business that we're in. I saw some of the guys out in Philly before the trade deadline say, hey, maybe we we should trade Jimmy Butler away if he's going to be such a problem. How has it been with Jimmy Butler, and is he going to be the thing that causes Philly from making it to the finals? It's been interesting. He is a uh, he's certainly a, a different type of character, which I, I think makes things interesting, both when things are good and bad. Uh, it, honestly, in terms of the self destruction, there was only that film room incident in Portland, which I think Brett Brown and and Jimmy to an extent also have done a pretty good job of uh, of kind of diffusing and, and downplaying. In terms of Jimmy, I think the the biggest problem really isn't had to do do with his personality. He he seems like he gets along with his teammates well enough. The problem is like he doesn't shoot any threes anymore. Uh, it, it's very simple on court stuff. And you know, in, in terms of like not shooting threes, when you play with Ben Simmons, who of course doesn't shoot outside of ten feet, and and Joe Embiid, who can do it all, but is a post up player. Even though Jimmy is is a guy who is capable of kind of running an offense and having things run through him, the Sixers need him to take wide open threes when they can have him do this, and and he hasn't been able to do it. And I, I, the other thing too is I think you know his defense quite it, it hasn't been quite up to the level I think a lot of people have hoped for. But I think in, in terms of uh, you know blowing up the team and getting in, you know, fights with the, the star players. I don't think it's been that bad here. I, you know, there, there's been, I think, maybe some getting used to him and, and how he goes about his business. But more more so, it's it's kind of fitting out, figuring out where he fits in, in the offense. So, in other words, you're saying he hasn't taken the second team to practice and tried to, like, make a statement. Not, none of that's gone on. Not quite. I mean, I, we don't get to see all of practice, but there's <laughs> been no word of that. <laughs> You know, as we talk about some of those guys on this roster, uh, as we talk to Rich Hoffman, Joel Embiid is just phenomenal. I, I was watching the game on Sunday, I think, where he had a huge second half. They are such a, I mean, obviously with the depth we've talked about, they are such, that that's what scares me. I, As a Bucks fan right now, Rich, I look at I look at the, the Bucks and I think, I, I see, I'm having a hard time seeing a team beating them four times. Uh, in the playoffs, I'm just that high on what we're doing over here. But if there's a problem, man, I, Joel Embiid can cause some problems for Milwaukee. I think. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. The, the Sixers and the Bucks kind of feel like two different teams to me. I, it, the Bucks 
have been so good this year, just offense, defense, everything. And I think they should be the favorites in the Eastern Conference. But like when you look at their talent on paper, at least their starting lineup, I would probably, you know, outside of Giannis, who's the best player, I would probably take the Sixers. You know, when when it, you get the Joel and and Ben and Tobias and Jimmy, but the pieces don't fit together quite as easily. You know, the, the shooting is a problem and. Jimmy wants to run pick and roll, and Joel wants to post up, and all of these things. Uh, but and then the Bucks seem to just—they know what they're doing. They, they, you know, they spread the floor around Giannis, and, and that they seem to kill people doing that. But yeah, I think that is how the Sixers, if they are going to get to where they want to be, which is you know the same place, the NBA Finals, they're going to have to have Joe just just go off. He is their best player. He. Uh, he is the guy who kind of changes things offensively and defensively. And then, you know, when it comes to the Bucks, I think it's kind of an interesting matchup because one of the areas that Joel has struggled with in the past are bigs that stretch the floor. Because as good as he is offensively and posting up and just being physical against people, defensively is where he really can make the biggest impact. And to do that, he needs to be around the rim. And again, the Sixers played the Bucks only one time this year so far, and that was in November. That was three teams ago for the Sixers. Yeah. They were starting Markel Fultz back then. Yeah. So this is an entirely different thing. Uh, but obviously, Brooke Lopez has had a lot of success pulling centers out to the three-point line this year. And I think, you know, on Sunday and then when they come back to Philly in a couple of weeks, that's going to be something I'm pretty interested in because that is one way to help mitigate uh, Joel's impact. That game that you mentioned, that first matchup several months ago, back at the start of the year, there were two triple doubles in that game. Giannis is the one that we remember. Ben Simmons was the he was fourteen, thirteen, and eleven in that game, and it leads me to think. And again, like you say, it's many iterations ago for these teams, but maybe you know we we want to ask you about Butler and Embiid and these guys. Maybe Simmons is the guy we should be asking you more about. Maybe he's the matchup problem. He's he's a, another really interesting player because I mean as you guys know he he does not shoot the ball outside of four or five feet honestly I mean he's taken a couple uh, from three and I, I remember like last year Budenholzer was one of the first guys when he was coaching the Hawks he was one of the first guys to actually guard him like just just don't even guard him just just have the guy stand basically around the rim and he can still be kind of effective uh, against that but. You know, when you look at why the Bucks have been so successful this year, I think a lot of it has been that they don't let anybody get shots around the rim, and that's that's kind of the problem you run into when when Ben and Joel play. And I, the crazy thing about Ben is that he can put up a triple double, and you can look at the end of the game and be like, I don't think he really impacted it the way you would want him to. So, you know, and, and he is when you look at the other Eastern Conference contenders, the guy that he's really had a lot of trouble with is Kawhi Leonard. He turns the ball over like eight, ten times a game against him. Uh, I would imagine that Giannis will guard him, and that will be a similar tough test. But yes, he he's very talented and, and can certainly have a major impact on games. Rich Hoffman, you can find his work at The Athletic. Rich, we appreciate some time this morning. Come playoff time, should that happen, we will be in touch. Okay, thank you guys. Rich Hoffman joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.